Hello, listeners. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jackie Hagans. I hope you had a wonderful week and are excited to dive into this week's episode. For me, this is more than a podcast. It is a chance for me to reach out to listeners who are eager to join me in a discussion guided by God's Word on the issues and events shaping the country today. Whether you are new to God's Word or a lifelong Christian, together we will discuss how faith and government can commingle and ally themselves in the campaign against the chaos engulfing our country. This is Truth and Consequences. Let's get started. Disheartened. Lost. Sad. Very sad. So sad, the finality of it all. A country without a soul. A man that has lost a country that he put his soul into saving. A time to mourn. It is okay to mourn for a country that has lost its soul. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted, said the Lord. Matthew 5, verse 4. It's Saturday, November 7, 2020. They have just officially announced Joe Biden, the 46th president of the U.S. I say they, meaning media. I'm trying to dig myself out of a hole that I am in right now. I am truly saddened by this result, more than I ever realized I would be. I thought I had prepared myself for this outcome, but I guess not. The reality of our country being under the control of these corrupt people is just beyond me. I truly thought God may forgive us and have mercy, and then if not, he would have it go all one way, a big Democrat win or a big Republican win. But look at what we have now. We are left with this mixed bag of mess. Why? 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's kind of hard sometimes, isn't it? God knew how this election was going to turn out. And what's really sad is if you really think about it, we all really did too. This whole election has been a setup from the get-go. Since the summer, since old Pelosi and her minions started pushing the coronavirus 24-7 and mail-in voting, I believe we called it on the Party Crasher episode about them finding ballots, harvesting ballots, trying to set up voting fraud throughout the country, especially in the Democrat-run states and cities. So I guess this should not really be a surprise. When you have corruption this deep, it just it's just really hard for honest people to understand or really realize the extent to which it really goes until you have something like this happen. Again, and let me just explain my again quickly. The Russia setup, the farce impeachment, the farce Mueller investigation, and the list goes on and on. So really, is it really any surprise that It ends in a farce re-election attempt. There are streams of corruption that run underground throughout this country are so deep and ingrained that I am really not sure there was any other outcome. 2 Corinthians 11 verses 13 through 15 says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ, 
And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerading as an angel of light, it is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. I think what is so saddening is the finality of hearing that being called. I just can't even say it again. Habakkuk, another minor prophet in the Old Testament, says in chapter 1, verse 4, Therefore, the law is paralyzed, and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous, so that justice is perverted. And just think about it. Isn't that exactly what has happened throughout President Trump's entire presidency? Hasn't the corrupt Democrat Party hemmed in the righteous so that justice is perverted? There has been no law and order, no equal justice. The Obama-Biden administration corrupted the entire executive branch of government. And look who Satan has invited back into the House. We don't know how the election legally will be resolved, but I do feel it will take a miracle from God to change the results that would put our president back in office for another term. Now, we all know that is always a possibility. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. We are commanded to live in the hope of God. And with God, all things are possible, if it is His will. Remembering that in 2016, His hand put Donald J. Trump in as President of the United States of America. Will that be His will for 2021? Or will He have other plans and another purpose for President Trump and our country? Remembering, as stated in Psalms 28, verse 7, The Lord is my strength. And my shield, my heart trusts in him, and he helps me. Right now, it looks as if God has declared America an ungrateful nation. What that may mean, we do not know. But our focus should be on God and God's people. Let me put this another way. If this election stands with a Biden-Harris win, then Satan's stirring the pot his testing just became a whole lot more serious. God let him win for a reason. Let that sink in for a minute. God let Satan's team win this election. So where does that leave the people of the United States of America? I found this to be very interesting, and I quote, When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare that causes which impel them to separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. Wow. Words America was founded upon, the Declaration, that framed our Constitution, the law of our land. 
I wonder what happens if you take that first part and you say, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people and you put in, you put in an addition within the country to dissolve the political bands which connected them with another, and you added in, people within the country. Hmm. A country divided. When has this happened before? I believe there was a time in this country when we were divided. We have all heard the saying, history has a way of repeating itself if you do not learn from it. And what history have and has everyone been so eager lately to erase? Hmm. I believe it's everything having to do with the American Civil War. This election, just looking at the total votes, not state breakdowns, had more people supposedly voting than any other election. I'm going to round down in an effort to compensate for voter fraud. So President Trump had about 71 million votes. Biden had about 74 million votes. That's a total of about 145 million voters. Could we be looking at the Red Army and the Blue Army? This is something to think about, right? What would the fight be against? Hmm. Let's look at the American Civil War that was fought in 1861 to 1865. The North versus the South. Now, there were issues that 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 war was fought over. But we would all agree that the major issue was slavery, right? And everyone would agree that slavery is and was wrong. Did you know that approximately 620,000 Americans died in that war? Wow, 620,000. So let's look at this situation. What would this civil war be about? There's many differences between the Republicans and the Democrats. You know what's scary here? It's scary to think about. Is 74 million, maybe more, people believe that it is okay to kill an unborn child of God? Think about that. Out of all the differences between the two groups, that one issue is enough for everyone to agree that slavery is wrong, but then to say that abortion is okay? is despicable. Psalm 139, 13 through 16 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. There are options available to those with an unwanted pregnancy or unplanned pregnancy or who are just confused about a pregnancy. There are many people out there who are ready to talk, listen, and help in any way they can with alternatives to the abortion option. I will list on the Tooth and Consequences Facebook page a place where you can call and get information. There's counseling free of charge and many free services that are offered. 
The adoption process they have today is exceptional. It's not like you're giving your baby away. There are open adoptions or closed adoptions. You can be involved or you don't have to be involved in the process. There are choices you can make. You do not have to kill the baby. And I can tell you, the moms and the dads, for that matter, that make a abortion decision think this is the quick and easy way out, but it's not. It is a decision they have to live with the rest of their life. And those that stand up in front of a crowd yelling and telling you any different, they are the ones that are hurting the most on the inside and trying hard to rationalize what they have done, getting more people to join them in doing the same thing that they did or agree with what they did in an effort to make themselves feel better, less guilty. Guilt is only good for the unrepentant sin. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. They need to do is turn to God and repent and ask for forgiveness. Psalm 51 verses 1 through 2 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Pray and ask God for forgiveness. Ask and you shall receive. I do not want anyone to misinterpret what I am saying here. I am certainly not advocating for a civil war in America. What I am trying to say is open your eyes and see that there are 71 million people in this country that did not support the Biden-Harris ticket, and they believe there is some serious illegal voter fraud that has happened here. And for Biden to come out and ask for unity before any of this is reconciled is absurd and, quite frankly, disrespectful to the Trump supporters. And then, the expectations of this biased media, which is basically an extension of the corrupt Democrat Party, to expect 71 million deplorables, racist, homophobic, and any other name they have called us, to bow down to their announcements is just comical. It's laughable and absolutely ridiculous. And I would like to mention Fox News in this bias game, a station that many conservatives, me included, have depended upon for years, are now feeling let down and very disappointed. Since this has been announced, the Murdoch brothers, the owners, have been cracking the whip of their people, and it is obvious to the conservatives that watch or did watch Fox. They have turned tail and run like puppy dogs to the left. It is no longer fair and balanced. It is left-leaning and unbalanced. And they have lost many viewers. It is so sad. Fox News, we do not need any more CNNs or left-biased news. Thanks, but no thanks. 2 Timothy 3 verse 5 says, Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. So back to my question, where does this leave the American people? 
Well, it's obvious there are two groups. We are definitely a country divided. So let's first look at the Biden-Harris group, the blue group. They are basically happy, thrilled, on the winning side. They kept the House of Representatives. They lost a few seats, but they held the majority. And so far, they won the White House. Success is theirs, at least for now. The second group, the Trump-Pence, the red group, waiting patiently for the legal system to come through. <laughs> I have to laugh. I believe we have, we have been waiting on the legal system for four years now. I know I sound cynical, but it's hard not to be after what we have witnessed. That is why I said before, it would take a miracle from God. But we must continue to pray for our country and our president and his family, Vice President Pence and his family and the Trump administration during this time. It is up to the Trump supporters to keep his support alive and united. As we discussed in the last episode, the ambassadors, God is watching the Christians of America, how we respond to this messed up election, keeping our eyes and our hearts completely focused and dependent on God. While we can and should be concerned about our fellow citizens, we must never forget we are not in control. God is in control. What is the lesson to be learned here? My heart was pricked, or maybe I was just angry, when Biden made his semi-acceptance speech. The Biden Democrat Party and media are going to be dramatic with emotion and with such dripping sincerity calling for unity in the country and then blaming everyone except themselves when we, the Trump supporters, Christians, do not comply. This is evil at its best, the way Satan works. The corrupt party has been working for many, many months, always blaming everyone else for the things that they are doing. We cannot comply with Satan's evil works. Remember, staying close to God always will keep us safe from any evil. God is stronger than any evil power. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The Christians will have to be prepared to stand up to the persecution that is coming, and it is coming. Some may have may try to hide their contempt for conservatives, but it will not last because their contempt is so unmanageable. The following are just a few that I have seen so far, and I'm sure you have probably seen more. Evil cannot hide itself. Proverbs 4 verse 19 says, The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. This is a tweet from AOC made on November 6th. Is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. Then we have Jennifer Rubin that tweeted, Any R Republicans now promoting rejection of an election or calling not to follow the will of voters or marking baseline allegations of fraud should never serve an office, join a corporate board, 
find a faculty position, or be accepted into polite society. We have a list. That was done on November 6th also. And then we have a rhino, Evans McMullen, that tweeted on November 5th, We should keep and publish a list of everyone who assists Trump's frivolous and dangerous attacks on the election. Name and shame forever. I don't know, that kind of reminded me of a junior high school kid, right? So these are just three examples. Now, what I find very interesting here is that these tweets were made before the election had even been called by the corrupt media. My point in sharing these is that these are people, are the types of people that will go after our freedoms and our rights as American citizens. Our religious freedom will be on the chopping block. Where will you stand? We have to be ready. Persecution is hostility and ill treatment, especially because of race or political or religious beliefs. Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 3 verse 12, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted meaning everyone who publicly lives as a committed Christian will face some kind of resistance from the world. Jesus encourages with these words, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5, verse 10. A nation in trouble, a nation divided. November 11, 2020, Veterans Day a day when a nation should be standing in honor of U.S. veterans and victims of all wars. It is a public holiday held on the anniversary of the end of World War I. And let me say thank you to all veterans for your service to our great country. This country on Veterans Days has so much to be thankful for. The men and women and families that have sacrificed so much for the freedoms and rights that we have, that some cherish, but that some take for granted. Have you personally thanked a veteran for his or her service, their families? In my lifetime, I can honestly say I have never had a president that outwardly showed his love and patriotism for our country as much as President Donald J. Trump. I do not know how this election will legally turn out, but right now, on this day, he is my president, and I could not be more proud. I think back to the speech he gave on the 4th of July in South Dakota, and I remember then thinking, wow, that is the best speech from a President of the United States of America I have ever heard. This man truly loves this country, and it sincerely comes from his heart. And it was important to him that the children of this country loves America also. What a goal for a leader of our country. If we can have a President that cares about our country, the people of our country, and the children of our country that much, that he would put his heart and soul into helping you and me in securing the future for us and the future generations? Why would anyone not want someone like that to be our leader? It makes absolutely no sense. That is, unless your goal is the opposite of his. Hmm. America has always been a giving country. We have helped defend many other countries against foreign enemies with our military. 
We have donated billions of dollars to other countries in need. We discuss this and much, much more in in Episode 6, What Will Tomorrow Bring? Now knowing what we know, that episode has an even more powerful message. If you haven't listened to that episode, please take the time to do so. And if you have listened to it, listen to it again, especially now that we know the results of this election. Back to what I was saying, America has always been a giving country. We have been a force behind world missions, meaning taking the gospel of Christ to the ends of the earth, and Americans were responsible for starting many missionary agencies around the world to help those in need. America has always been a friend to Israel. Genesis 12 verse 3 says, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And we have always, always been a free nation founded upon biblical truth. Something, but something has changed. You can feel it, right? Christians can feel it. Do you remember me mentioning Margaret's statement after the prayer march that I couldn't shake? I sure do. She said, you know, if the president doesn't win, then I don't know what God has planned for our country. Hmm. In Greg Laurie's book, Signs of the Times, and I quote, he invites you to discover what the Bible says about the last days and how believers can make the most of our time on earth. In other words, it is about the second coming of Christ and the events leading up to that main event. My focus, my question, could this election be the beginning of the shrinking of America? We already talked about how America does not have a part in the end times. America, a superpower, is not found in or mentioned in the Bible. Lori talks about how, at the end of time, a new power emerges, the Antichrist, and the mega power rising from the east called the Kings of the East, which will be able to field an army of 200 million. And sooner or later, this massive army will face off with the Antichrist and his forces in the Valley of Megiddo. Now, if you follow the news, we all know the growth of China, its economy, and its military. They continue to pour billions into their military. Now, the only reason I'm mentioning this is because of this election. Look who was just elected the president of our country. Someone with direct money ties to China, a communist country, along with a corrupt Democrat party, corruption to the core. And not only that, let us not forget where this coronavirus originated. China. And wasn't it this this virus? Wasn't it that the main campaign running point that Biden and the corrupt media were constantly throwing in our face? And I believe I heard just this past evening that the Biden administration is thinking that they will be closing down our country for four to six weeks. I wonder, will the 71 million Trump-Pence voters stand around and let these people do this? Take away our freedoms and rights that just today, on Veterans Day, we honored those who fight, fought, and sacrificed so that we have those rights and freedoms? The results of this election, either way, is God's plan for His purpose. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Could that hope be the anchor in your future salvation? There will be signs to look for, to notice, to track, if you will, if you want to prophesize. Revelation 1 verse 3 says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. John MacArthur, a pastor in California, says, If he has been faithful in the past, he will be faithful in the present. He will be faithful in the future. And we are to live in the light of that future. What he promised, he will do. Hope should characterize our life. Let's close. Dear Lord, Thank you for lifting us up and brushing us off and preparing us for what is to come. Strengthen us, Lord, with your love, wisdom, and guidance for the unknown that is ahead for each of us as we step out to do your will. Remind us to wear the full armor of God when we enter the world and to be ready for those who may attack and persecute us. We ask, Lord, that shields of love and protection be placed around our president, his family, and his staff during this time of uncertainty. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That concludes this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I'm grateful for all my listeners that take the time to join an extremely important discussion. I'm truly blessed to have this opportunity to reach out to others and to build this beautiful community. For me, this is a unique privilege to serve God, and I hope this podcast will encourage others to serve. Now, an easy way to serve is to help our community grow by sharing the podcast on social media. The podcast has its own Facebook page titled Truth and Consequences. It also can be found on Twitter and Instagram under the username Truth and Cons. I'll post all the vital information for the podcast on the social media pages. This will include episode release times, discussion topics and questions, and prayer requests. Please share this with your friends and family. Again, thank you for your support, and I'll see you all next week. May God bless you, and God bless America.